1: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, hello, everybody. Back with you here on Listen App. What a week in sports, huh? Just amazing, and now you have the allegations of racism and misogyny uh, within the Phoenix Suns organization, and Robert Sarver, who's been the owner for 17 years, the NBA coming out today and saying they've hired a prestigious law firm out of Los Angeles uh, to investigate that. Uh, Any good news going on in sports? I mean, I guess if you're a fan of the Atlanta Braves, you got some good news, but uh, you've got the horrific tragedy in Las Vegas at the hands of... Odell Beckham, again, being told not to come to practice today and everything that's going on in Cleveland. You've got Aaron Rodgers deceiving everyone about COVID and whether the Packers violated the COVID protocols, and it looks like that they did. I mean, Rodgers was clearly seen at a Halloween party just a couple of days ago, no mask on, not wearing a mask, doing interviews and things of that nature. Uh, what a horrible week. you know. But again, nothing to me is more horrible than what happened in Las Vegas. Uh, as far as it relates to Henry Ruggs and the loss of an innocent person's life. I, again, I said this yesterday, and I'm going to say it again. You know, you can call it whatever you want. I think it's called DUI, causing death. I, I call it manslaughter. That's what it is. It's it's manslaughter. It's absolutely manslaughter. You're driving 156 miles an hour, twice over the state's legal limit. I mean, that's manslaughter to me. That's just, uh, uh, there. there's no... There's no defense there, uh, plain and simple, no defense there, just awful. Uh, but again, now, you, you know, again, another bad story with Robert Sarver and Sons employees revealing accusations of racism, misogyny. Um, I don't even know what to say anymore. I almost, you know what, I got to tell you, I don't know how you feel, but I'm almost nervous to go on social media right now and see what's going on. Like, I'm afraid of what's next, because there's always a what's next. And the news cycle changes so quickly. It changes so quickly, right? Uh, it's almost like, okay, well, what's the hot news story today is no longer in a couple of hours. It's just terrible. It really is awful. Absolutely. Awful. Uh, If you want to get in on the program today, it's very easy. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and I will put you right on uh, Monday or Thursday night football, the Jets. And the new phenom in New York, Mike White, will see if he can do it again at Indianapolis and the Colts. The Jets at 2-5, and uh, the Colts at 3-up and 5-down. Not exactly the best Thursday night game you've ever seen, but I think most people would uh, like to see if Mike White can duplicate what he did a couple of days ago at home. Uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's your Thursday night game. Uh, NBA, five games, Philly at Detroit, Utah at Atlanta. The struggling Boston Celtics are in Miami. Phoenix hosts Houston, and Oklahoma City uh, plays the L.A. Lakers. So, you know, those are your big stories. Uh, If you want to talk about your NFL, we can do that. If you want to talk about anything else going on uh, in sports, fire up your questions. Uh, and we will talk about it. Kings did what they had to do last night, beating a bad Pelicans team. Uh, the Pelicans are no longer relevant uh, in the NBA. And even when they get uh, Zion Williamson back, uh, they're too far back uh, in the standings. And Williamson has shown that he can't stay healthy anyway. So, you know, they're 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 done already uh, at one up uh, and eight down. Uh, Oklahoma City, done. Houston is done. All those teams were just one wins. To me, you know, the Clippers showing a little bit of life. Minnesota, Portland, San Antonio, I think, is no longer the team. So when you look at 10 teams, I think the 10 teams, including Sacramento at seven, Phoenix at eight, the Clippers, Minnesota, Portland, those are the 10 teams or 11 teams fighting for the 10 spots. So, you know, we'll see. Sacramento back to 500 at four and four. You look at uh, their upcoming schedule, three more games on this homestand. And, you know, they hit the road for some very winnable games. Very winnable games. So, you know, one game at a time, you don't want to look too far ahead. I like to go in five game increments. But, you know, after the win last night, Charlotte at home tomorrow, Indiana at home on Sunday. And they beat the Knicks last night. They're a good Knicks team. So maybe they're starting to find themselves. uh, And then the Phoenix Suns, who are still very up and down on Monday, so that's a back-to-back, and then Sacramento goes to San Antonio, a struggling team, Oklahoma City, a bad team, Detroit, a bad team, at Minnesota. I mean, I could see the Kings winning all four games on that trip. I mean, I really could. I mean, San Antonio's not good, Oklahoma City and Detroit, uh, you know, there's, they're, they're, you know, one game at a time, but you got a, you got a real chance here to build a winning streak. You know, Charlotte's not bad, not bad. They're not great, but they're not terrible. And you just, you know, keep on going and, you know, see what you have. You know, I I talked about those two teams, uh, the Charlotte Hornets and the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Charlotte losing to the Warriors last night. They've now lost two in a row. They're five and four. Uh, Indiana has now won two in a row. So maybe they're starting to find themselves at three and six. But. You know, Phoenix, very up and down. They're now 3-3. and But look at Minnesota. They've lost three in a row. San Antonio's lost two in a row. Oklahoma City's terrible. I mean, you got a good chance here coming up for uh, Sacramento. So if you want to talk some NBA, hit that hand icon, raise your hand, and we will get you uh, right on. On my podcast tomorrow, uh, I talk about this horrible week in sports. Unless you're a fan of the Atlanta Braves, it has been just an awful week with all of the the stories. And I talk about that on my podcast and the way the media has covered these stories. There have been some egregious, and I mean this, egregious stories that have come out this week. Stories that I have had to do a double take because I just could not believe it. I, I really could not believe it. Like the SF Gate story, I mean, I saw the headline and I'm like, that can't, be. I, I, I actually said to myself, I have to be reading that right. The SF Gate columnist, Drew Magary, or, Drew, Drew, or, or McGarry, it's probably McGarry, Drew McGarry, how about this headline for you? Aaron Rodgers sucks and has always sucked. How about that for you? I mean, where do you get off writing that? And he did write that and then they took it and used it in the headline. Like, where, where do you get off saying that? Terrible. And so I highlight this on my podcast tomorrow uh, if you do not, if you don't like that, all right? So if you don't like that, you can check it out. Uh, but tonight we got NBA basketball. We've got the uh, NFL with uh, the Jets and the Colts. And when you look ahead to the schedule uh, coming up this week in the National Football League in Week 9, uh, the Raiders and their... Just unbelievable season of turmoil. Now go to take on the Giants in New York. You have Cleveland at Cincinnati, and the Browns are getting ready. I can't even imagine if the Browns get beat on Sunday and get beat barely. That is a powder keg right there. Uh, Denver at Dallas. Prescott is back. Houston goes to Miami. You have New Orleans hosting Atlanta. The Panthers are at home to the Patriots. Buffalo is at Jacksonville. Minnesota at Baltimore. Chargers are in Philly, Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers at Kansas City, Arizona at San Francisco, Tennessee now without Derrick Henry at the Rams in Chicago at Pittsburgh. Detroit, Seattle, Tampa, and Washington have buys. It's a bad week again in games. I mean, what's the good game this week? Seriously, it's not tonight, right? Maybe Cleveland, Cincinnati. Where, where are your other good games this week? Where are they? Maybe, maybe. I can't even say that Minnesota Baltimore. I, I I don't not without Aaron Rodgers, you get a chance to see Jordan Love play. Maybe you look at that game. Arizona. San Francisco. I mean, I, I I'd be surprised if the Niners win that game. Tennessee, no Derrick Henry, at the Rams Sunday Night Football. Monday Night Football, Chicago with Pittsburgh. That's not a good game. A lot of bad games this week, really. You know why there's a lot of bad games? Because there's a lot of bad teams in the National Football League. That's why. There really are. There are so many bad teams now uh, in the uh, NFL. There really are. A lot of bad teams. Uh, College football uh, this week, you know, if you try to highlight some of the uh, top-ranked teams, you know, unless you're looking for an upset, you know, Michigan State at Purdue. Purdue upsetting Iowa a couple of weeks ago. But I can't see that. You've got number 13 Auburn at number 14 Texas A&M. So you got, you know, a top 20 matchup going on right there. And, you know, other than that, you know, LSU's not any good. They're at number two Alabama. So what looked like maybe a good game earlier in the season is no longer a good game. So not not a great weekend in football, whether it's college uh, or the NFL. Uh, it's just not. You got the sixth-ranked Cincinnati team, again, with another powerhouse on their schedule in Tulsa. But there are not a lot of good games uh, tonight. I mean, I don't even know who would watch Georgia State, Louisiana. No good games tomorrow. Utah and Stanford, both unranked. Not a good game. Not a not a good schedule in college football. Uh, but, again, tonight you've got the Rams. Or excuse me, the Rams. You got the Jets taking on the Colts. Uh, If you want to comment on that, give me a shout, and we will get you right on. Raise your hand icon, throw me a question, and uh, let's get this show really rolling in earnest. But Jets 2-5, and uh, Colts at 3-5, and and, you know, again, all eyes are going to be on the Jets quarterback and Mike White. All right, now they got a little film on him, and we'll see whether or not Mike White can do it two weeks in a row, short week, doesn't have a lot of time to prepare. And Jets are getting a lot of points in this game. You know, they're a big underdog. And I'd probably take the points in this game, not because I think Mike White's going to throw for uh, 400 yards, um, but they're getting 10 and a half points. I'll, t- give me, I'll take the 10 and a half points and give me the Jets. The over under 46 and a half. I would probably take the over just because I think both these teams are, well, you know, Thursday night football, generally lower scoring games, but, you know, Indianapolis only one and three at home this year. We'll see. We'll see. But I I think that's a lot of points uh, in this contest. Uh, Tomorrow we'll be doing the show again, 6 o'clock Eastern, uh, 3 o'clock Pacific. And, again, if you can, uh, check out my podcast tomorrow. Uh, if you don't like that, really have been happy with the number of people that have been listening to me here on Listen app. If you have friends and anyone else, let them know what I'm doing. I really want to build this up. I want to make this a multiple hour show. And once we get a certain number of people, uh, I will definitely uh, do that. Would really love to add that. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls right here on Listen app, And we start with Dan. Hello, Dan. How are you today? Hi, Grant. I'm doing well. Uh, I had an NBA question for you. Yes. Uh, Utah
2: Jazz versus um, Atlanta Hawks. Who do you think is going to win
1: there? The Jazz are a better team. I mean, that doesn't mean they're going to win. But the the Jazz are uh, clearly a better team. You know what the game I'm looking forward to, Dan, more than that? Yeah. I'm looking forward to the game coming up on Saturday with Utah and Miami because you have two teams that are really rolling right now. You have two teams that play really good defense, both teams with only one loss. So I'm expecting Utah uh, to win tonight. I think that they are, again, they're they're a much better team, and I, I like them to win in this game, but I'm looking at their schedule. I'm talking about the Jazz. You know, this game coming up Saturday in Miami, is going to be a dandy. That uh, maybe maybe the two best teams in the league right now, Dan. I agree. I'll I'll be watching that one. I have one more
2: question actually, too. Yep. Uh on my uh betting website, they had an odds boost but the running back for the Colts, I think uh, Jonathan Taylor, yep. needs to run 100 yards. Now, he's only done that 3 times against like Miami, I think New York or basically against weak teams.
1: Um So, uh, are you talking about in tonight's game? Yes. I I don't, uh, running backs just very rarely run for 100 yards anymore. I I don't like that number at all. I just, I don't see, I mean, how often do running backs run for over 100 yards uh, in the National Football League? And, you know, Taylor, uh, I understand what you're saying here, but I mean, is he going to get enough carries tonight? I mean, are the the Colts going to be throwing the ball up and down the field? Um, Yeah, I I think it's just a trap by the books. Could very well be. So what, uh, help me out here. Uh, what In terms of betting odds, What's what do you get? Let's say you take Taylor to run for over 100 yards. What are the odds on that?
2: Well, uh, it said, it used to be minus 150, and yep. it's an odds boost, so it's plus 150.
1: Plus 150. Yeah. You know, the one thing I would say, you know, at home, uh, he's averaging 5.2 yards a carry, which is excellent, but you know, is is he going to get enough carries to get over a hundred yards? I would say no. But I mean, again, I you know, it's called gambling for a reason. Yeah, yeah.
2: I I think I
1: agree with you. I don't think, I don't think he'll get there. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate the phone call. I look at Taylor and I look at this Colts team, and I mean, he's good. You know, he's got six rushing touchdowns. Again, he's averaging. Averaging 5.4 yards a carry, the question is, how many carries will he get? All right, last week, I'm looking at his stats, last week he ran for 70 yards, before that 107, 145 against the Niners in Houston, and then he did run for over 100 yards against Miami, just barely, 103. So think about that. You know, three of his last five games, as Dan pointed out very well, he has rushed for over 100 yards. But I I don't see it tonight. I really don't. I I don't see it. All right, if you want to get on, raise your hand icon, and we will get you right on. When I put you up on stage, you need to hit the the microphone button, just like E-Train. What's up, E-Train? E-Train, you got your mic on.
0: What's going on, buddy?
1: Grant, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go right ahead, E-Train.
0: Yeah. Hey, Grant. I saw a recent article on the renovations to Key Arena in Seattle, and I was wondering what your take was on whether or not they'll get another NBA franchise.
1: No, no, no. It's a brand new arena in Seattle. They basically have a brand new arena, which is the home of the NHL Seattle Kraken, and they will 100% have an NBA team. I think they'll have an NBA team within five years. I would be shocked with a capital S if the Seattle city of Seattle does not have an NBA team within five years. I think it's probably going to be three years, but clearly within five years. And that arena up there is supposed to be gorgeous, state-of-the-art, beautiful.
0: Do you think they would go to a expansion draft to do that? Um, yes, I do. Uh, the NBA hates
1: having teams move, even though I think there are a couple of franchises that should move, one being New Orleans, the other being Memphis. I think it's more than likely, and uh, it's a very good question, E-Train, that they have an expansion franchise. Yes, I think that would be the most likely scenario.
0: Perfect. Thank you,
1: Grant. Thank you. You have a good one. Appreciate the phone call. And thanks very much for listening here on Listen App. That arena up there, uh, everybody's telling me is beautiful. And it should be. I mean, it's brand new. And, you know, with the Seattle Kraken, when you have now that city, and let's face it, it's an NBA city. Well, it's a football city, football is number one. And then, but it always used to be an NBA city. So what is it called? The climate pledge arena, right? Isn't that what it's called? I believe, but uh, it's again, and it's going to, it's built for basketball too. So, you know, understand that it's going to happen. They're going to have basketball there. I mean, there's, there's no doubt that you're going to have the NBA back in Seattle and the NBA should have never left Seattle. They should have never left Seattle plain and simple. So, you know, we'll see, but, um, uh, the arena where, you know, again, they built it within the, the shell of key arena, but it's, uh, it's big time. You know, it, it's absolutely a uh, big time. I know they have some college basketball games, uh, that are scheduled in there. I know Seattle U is playing in there and, Some big-time concerts obviously are making their way up to the Pacific Northwest, but they will have basketball there, E-Train, just a matter of time. I say it's going to be less than five years, and the NBA will be playing up in Seattle. If you have a question, hit your hand icon, just like the uh, previous callers, and we will get you right on. Who do you like tonight in that Jets game against the uh, Colts? Do you think that the Jets can get another top performance from their quarterback that nobody knew of one week ago uh, and Mike White. What do you think about that? And then the other stories uh, of the week. I'll tell you the stories, that not the story, the facts coming out on the Henry Ruggs accident that killed somebody uh, is horrifying. Horrifying. Al, you're next here on Listen Up. Hi, Al. Hey, Nate, I like like the
2: Colts tonight. I I know White's uh, an X-factor right now. You just spoke to it. Um, You know, it comes out of nowhere. Teams don't know him, so he had a huge game, you know, his first time out. But, you know, as teams kind of – he comes around, like you just said, a second time, it's going to be a little tougher. So it's going to be interesting, though, to see if he – maybe he keeps it going, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I'd like his chances better if it were on a, a regular week. I think for a young quarterback, you know, coming off that type of performance and then having to get on a plane Wednesday, fly to Indianapolis, only an hour flight, but still, you know, the preparation and everything, I think it's going to be very challenging for him tonight. But I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. It should be fun to watch.
2: Yeah, Jets fans are just yeah. starved for something, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, they are.
1: Yes, they are. They're yeah. losing it. Yes, they are. And they listen, it's been an awful, awful time. But can Ugh. you imagine? Can you imagine if this kid Mike White continues to play this way, and now you have Zach Wilson in the wings? I mean, good. It's going to be it's going to be a big time controversy in New York.
2: Yeah, you know, and I just said to go off base a bit cause from the current topics. Whatever happened to the to Sacramento's MLS bid? I, I heard something about Burkle. All of a sudden, had to
1: pull out, or yeah, he backed out. Uh, And Ron Burkle's famous for backing out of business deals, and Uh, he does it all the time. It's his mo. And he really let down Kevin Nagel and he let down the city of Sacramento. I mean, he let the city down uh, big time. I don't think Sacramento's getting getting an MLS franchise now. Uh, Any any anytime soon? I don't see it happening. I mean, that was their chance, and the MLS is going to go to other cities. Here's the other problem. When Sacramento started getting involved in an MLS bid, uh, the expansion fee was a very reasonable amount of money, and now it's gotten completely out of hand. Where really? I don't, I don't even, yeah, I don't even know if it's a good investment anymore. Now it's not my money to invest, but I'd be extremely leery personally. I think the MLS is growing too fast. I don't think the market is there for the MLS. I understand the MLS if they can get. 250 and $300 million for an expansion franchise. Mm -hmm. I understand why, but eventually you still have to sell the product. You have to have people go to the matches. You have to have people watch it. I don't think there's enough interest in MLS to justify that kind of money. It's a real shame, Al, that uh, this is not going to happen in Sacramento. And I, I don't know that definitively. That's what I believe because Kevin Nagel and his group, were going to build a state of the yeah. art stadium. Yeah. They had everything lined up. They were ready yeah. to put the shovels in the ground. And Ron Burkle screwed over the city of Sacramento. And he screwed over Kevin Nagel and his group screwed them over plain and simple. There's no other way to yeah. say it. Ron Burkle screwed everybody over.
2: And Pat, Zach, I've been to a couple of Republic FC games that it's the atmosphere. It's just great. The fans are so passionate. I yep. mean, what yep. fan page gets on an airplane, flies to new, across the country to yep. New York, and sets up outside the, the, the meeting place, the hotel to, like, chant? Yep. I mean, they're just passionate. It be yes. so nice. But, oh, well.
1: Hey, thanks for the call. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Again, the, the Sacramento soccer fans are great. I mean, that, that's the least of the problems. As a matter of fact, I used to get into a debate with Kevin Nagle all the time about this because he was telling me that the stadium was going to seat about 22,000. And I'm like, Kevin. 22,000 I mean you're gonna have lines outside people dying to get tickets I go you need to make that thirty thousand and he was like well we're gonna build the stadium so it can be expanded I go the hell with that expand it now I mean really I, I and I used to tell Kevin that all the time even when he was on my radio show I was like 22,000 I mean look at the Republic and what they do now Sacramento is a great and I'm not a soccer fan but I, I, I from day one I told you that this would be a great hit it would the MLS, would have been a tremendous success story in Sacramento. Tremendous. It would have been full. It would have been crazy. Tremendous. But it's not going to happen now, I don't believe. I, I'd be shocked if it happens. And not surprised. I would be shocked. And it's a real, real, real shame what Ron Burkle did. Real shame. He let everyone on and he dropped the ball at the last minute. And that's very, very, very uh, unfortunate. Very unfortunate. And, I, you know, that's his M.O. in business. You know, that, there's always been stories about Ron Burkle doing that. You know, he commits, and then at the last minute, he backs out. That's It's, not, it's very unfortunate. So I, I don't know. You know, I know there's lawsuits going on. I, I'm not privy to that. I, when I say I'm not privy, I haven't followed that. I, I have no idea what that is all about. But the reality is that the MLS does not look like it's coming to Sacramento. And when I say it's not coming to Sacramento, I don't know that definitively. It's just what I, my own opinion. I don't think it's happening. I really don't. And this was the opportunity to make it happen. And Kevin Nagel and his group, they were going to build an incredible, incredible venue. I mean, you saw the renderings, right? And they were ready to go. And it would have been tremendous boon for downtown Sacramento and the rail yards and basically would become an extension of downtown Sacramento in addition to Doco. And now not going to happen. Probably if it does happen, I will be shocked, not surprised. I'll be shocked. I hope I'm wrong on this one. I would love to see it. And again, I, I'm not a fan of soccer. So when I say I'd like to see it, it's not for me. It's for you. Because I think the fans, the one I've been at Republic matches too. They're great. I love going out there. It's fun. And the crowd's great. I mean, it was a tremendous venue. I love going out there. I went out there. I mean, I didn't go out there every match, but I was out there, you know, a number of times. was out there a number of times with my wife and my kids. We loved it when my kids were in town, and we, we had a great time. But not, I, not going, it's just terrible. It's absolutely uh, terrible that Ron Burkle did that to Kevin Nagel's group and the city of Sacramento. Again, if you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon. And uh, you can get right on in the program. Again, Jets and Colts uh, kick off at 520 Pacific. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be coming with you at the uh, same time. Again, five games uh, in the NBA tonight. Utah at 6-1 and one, at Atlanta, four up and four down. And Boston, after their big team meeting, and they're having a lot of problems there. And I really, I, I was... When I say they're having a lot of problems, they're three and five. I don't see them winning tonight. That would put them at three and six. I love Ime Yudoka, the head coach. He played in Sacramento. I'm a big fan of Ime. I love the guy, and I'm rooting for him. And I normally have a difficult time say, I root for anything up in Boston, but I was really hoping that uh, he would get off to a good start. But they're really struggling uh, at three and five. You got Houston at Phoenix. So I, I, I expect Phoenix to go to four and three. Uh, LeBron James now is going to be out for at least a week with an abdominal strain, which you know, maybe he can do some more tweeting about Odell Beckham now that he's got free time on his hands and talk about how great Odell is and free OBJ. Maybe he can do that, uh, but he'll miss at least one week. My experience in being around athletes that have abdominal strains, it's going to be a lot more than a week. That would be my opinion. It would be a lot more than a week. But now you can go to social media and he can, you know talk about how great Odell Beckham is. That'll give him time to do that. Don't say anything about you know the the loss of life that occurred in Las Vegas. Nope, don't don't talk about that with your fifty million Twitter followers, but go ahead and talk about how you know free OBJ. Yeah, that's great. really great. I'll tell you, I just Le- LeBron James is such a hypocrite, and I love the guy as a basketball player. I love watching him. I've always admired how he plays. He plays every single play like it's his last play. I love him as a basketball player. Absolutely love watching him. It was a thrill to announce games. It was a thrill to announce his first ever game that he played in the NBA. It was a thrill to be in his first Nike commercial as a pro, but the guy's a hypocrite. There's just no other way to say it. Just an absolute uh, hypocrite, and it's a shame because he's such a powerful presence, and he's got over 50 million followers But, again, as Mitch Albom always says, silence is compliance. That is a popular sentence today, but you can't be selective with your noise, not against hate. Now, the Henry Ruggs thing has nothing to do with hate, but there have been many examples where LeBron James is very selective with his noise. And I've lost a lot of respect for him, not as a basketball player. I have great respect for him as a basketball player. Great respect. I just have lost a lot of respect for him as a person because I think he has the ability to galvanize people and bring people together. And in my opinion, he's done just the opposite. And I think that's a real shame for somebody that has that type of presence in our society. I think he's divided people. I don't think he's brought them together. And I think that is very, very unfortunate. If you have a take on that, if you want to comment on that, I would love to hear from you. Just hit your uh, hand icon uh, and we will get you right on. If not, uh, we'll talk tomorrow. Again, I'll be with you at six o'clock Eastern, uh, three o'clock Pacific. I appreciate those of you that went to my Twitter account at Grant Napier Show and gave me suggestions for this show and what times are good for you. If I do a two hour show, do you like three to five? or would you prefer four to six? Now I know everyone's different, everyone's got different schedules, but you know, or would it be 3.30 to 5.30? You know, would that be better for you and your schedule? you think 3.30 to 5.30 would work? Do you like three o'clock coming on? Do you think 3.30 would be better, four o'clock? Let me know, just go to at Grant Napier show and you know, tell me what you're thinking in terms of the time for this show because i'd like to extend it to a multiple hour show jay you're on with grant napier on listen app how are you today sir
3: good buddy hey good stuff today yeah no, you. i love your idea yeah i love your idea of expanding the show and and um uh, even what you brought up yesterday of uh, some dialogue during a game i think you and you and jerry would be no, that would be uh, unbelievably entertaining and, you know, maybe trying to get somebody like Salisbury with, with a football yep. game. I think that yep. that all, all those things are awesome. And, uh, uh, promote promoted in advance. Um, uh, I, I think, I think that would be uh, well-received yeah, and I love the three to five slot being able to, to grab that, but, um, you know, support supportive of whatever works. I think this format is, 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 is um, is awesome. It it It's just, it's just like the, uh, Yep. listening to yep. your, your old radio show i'm i'm out driving around after work trying to get some things done and you know instead of popping on um you know crappy local sports sports talk here you know it, it's it's just as easy to turn on listen app and listen to you it's, it's great
1: well i hear the law lo- and again i don't listen to it i hear the local sports talk in sacramento now is unlistenable so i'm happy to have it this is. Uh, i'm happy to have this alternative for people that want to listen and you know again i will go As long as people want me to go, and you know me, Jay, because you've listened to my shows in the past, I love interacting with people like you and the other callers that I've had on today. So the more interaction I get from my audience, the longer I will stay on. And if I get a lot of phone calls and we get a lot of interaction, I have no problem staying on for two hours. I'm happy to do it. I love talking to the fans. I love talking about sports. And I'm I'm really uh, I'm very happy where we've come in the last month. We got the audio problem straightened out, which was a big issue in the first week or two. And I'm I'm ready to roll full steam ahead with the ideas of watching a game with you and others. Uh, maybe have Jerry on, as you said, have a Sean Salisbury, and we can have a lot of fun doing this for sure.
3: Yeah, that was great. Hey, hey, on on the the Kings game last night, it looks like um, you know I mean it's only one game, but it, it looks like both Fox and uh, Halliburton kind of got a little bit out of their slump, and granted, it was against uh, the Pelicans, so we, we need to see a we need to see a little bigger sample size. But uh, at least it seemed like it was headed, headed a little bit in the right direction. What what, were, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah,
1: I, I would agree with you. I thought they played very well. I know Luke Walton thought so too. I mean, Halliburton clearly is a very talented player. I mean, we know that Fox has been struggling. I wouldn't put too much into last night's game, but you know, Halliburton sparked that late run. And what did the Kings end up winning by, what, 13? I think during that run, Halliburton, if memory serves me correct, had seven points during that run, played very well. Uh, they need a more aggressive Tyrese Halliburton. And I know Luke said that after the game. They want him to be more aggressive. They want him to be, you know, more of that guy. And even Fox has said, hey, shoot the freaking ball. So, you know, they're going to – They're again, we can't predict injuries, but they got a pretty good, nice nucleus right now. they got a pretty nice nine-man rotation.
3: They do. They do. I- I'm a little concerned, I mean, Harkless has been playing some nice D, but I'm a little concerned that Harkless and, um, and Davis both aren't, aren't giving aren't given the Kings what they, what they really need over, the, over yeah. the long term.
1: Yeah, you know, Harkless is what he is. That's been his whole career. I mean, you know, you can't have a guy come to your team at this juncture of his career and expect him to be different. I mean, he is what he is, and that's what he does. And there will be games where you go, oh, wow. But, I mean, he's really not a scorer. You know, I think his career average was, what, seven points a game. So you you just can't expect him to be that type of an offensive player. That's not what he brings uh, to the team. I understand where you're coming from, uh, but that is what it is. I just don't expect him to change. He is who he is. You know, he's been in the league now for a number of years. I think he came into the league back – Gosh, he's been in the league almost ten years, so he is what he is. He's not going to change who he is.
3: Yeah, no, I I agree, and 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 to me that that is a is a you know if Fox straightens things out and Halliburton starts becoming consistent, um, you know the the next uh, chink in the armor to me looks like it might be it might be there. You know, Harkless might be a guy that you know is definitely definitely can have some positive attributes, but. You know, maybe it should be more coming off the bench, deep defensive yep. role. And this is where, you know, um, it almost like to say, okay, gosh, Marvin, can you can you split that time with Harkless and give us a little bit more offense and figure – because there was times last year where – you looked at uh, you know Bagley was like that's the Bagley we need yep. but it was like only yep. one out of every eight games or so but when he was healthy um it, you just you see it in there with him and um, and there's times where it's like gosh if 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 we could bring Bagley along and and have Harkless have Harkless's role be more deep defensive because you, you know Bagley sure. that's, that that's his weakness of course um you know it, I, would, I just hate to see him rotting on the rotting on the bench um, when when there's you know, when there's a need that that might be able to get filled. Then maybe maybe he can't do it. You know, if he gets out there and he's hurt again, okay. Well, that's it is what it is. But. I would, I would like to see him played some. We'll see. I guess we'll see what happens.
1: Yep. Thanks, Jay. You have a good rest of the day. Right, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Love to, love talking about uh, NBA, too. And, you know, again, uh, the, the game I'm really looking forward to this week is the game on Saturday here in Florida. I think the Jazz and uh, Miami, That's a that's a big-time game. Big-time game. You know, both teams playing tonight. You know, Miami hosting Boston, and the Jazz are in Atlanta. But Saturday in Miami – Two teams that I think are still going to have one loss. You know, if one of those teams loses tonight, I guess I could see the Jazz losing to Atlanta. I really can't see Miami losing to this Boston team, even though it's a rivalry. And I just don't like the way Boston is playing. Uh, But the defense, you want to watch defense? Watch the game on Saturday with Miami uh, and the Boston Celtics. Because if you like defense, you're going to see defense. All right? And I told everyone this, and I'm going to say it again. When the Miami Heat got Kyle Lowry, I was just like, okay, you just watch what he means to this team, all right? And you got Eric Spolster, who I think is a hell of a coach. You got a Jazz team that was number one in the West last year. This is going to be a really fun game coming up on Saturday. I, I, I will really look forward uh, to that contest coming up on Saturday with the Heat hosting uh, the Utah Jazz. Again, uh, Thursday Night Football tonight, you have got uh, the Mike White show. We'll see if he can make it two games in a row. Uh, the Jets and the Colts coming up, Eight twenty 20 Eastern, 5-20 uh, Pacific. Uh, Philadelphia and Detroit, the Pistons are terrible at 1-6. and six. Again, Utah, Atlanta, good game. Boston, Miami, I don't think it's going to be a good game. Phoenix should roll at home against the uh, bad Houston team with just one win and six losses. Oklahoma City, Again, at L.A. without LeBron James. And I'm just telling you, I really believe that LeBron James is going to be out for more than a week. I know they're saying oh, at least a week. I think it's going to be a couple of weeks with an abdominal strain. That Those last a while. Ken, you're next here on Listen App. Go ahead.
0: What's up, Grant? Can you hear me?
1: Yes, sir. Go ahead, Ken. Thanks for calling.
0: Uh, no, thanks for taking the call. Uh, so just want to talk some Kings. Watched yep. the game last yep. night. Uh, missed the third quarter, which I heard it was a lot of scoring. Um, but just, uh, I noticed, uh, like the last caller said, uh, looks like Fox and Halliburton kind of woke up. Uh, it was good to see Fox, uh, you know, get that mid range you know, those, those shots were just, just not falling these last couple games. So it was nice to see him get those easy ones that normally go in for him. Um, and, uh, and buddy, man, uh, just to that, that second quarter, he was almost like Steph, like, you know, I don't want to go overboard, but just how he's moving without the basketball and the energy he was coming with, um, it, it was good to see him uh, perform like that.
1: Well, Buddy's best role is coming off the bench. I've said that for a couple of years. You know, he shouldn't have been starting. He's better coming off the bench. He gives the team a big spark. I wouldn't put too much into what you saw from Fox last night. He was going against a bad backcourt. New Orleans backcourt's terrible. terrible. Uh, and again, yes, I, I know that you're always looking for positives, but I don't put too much in one game. I mean, he's going to have to uh, play more consistent. I think we know that. Maybe it's a start. Maybe he snaps out of it. But he needs to be consistent. He really does. I love the way, you know, Davion Mitchell's playing. I, I think the guy is really good. We know he balls on defense. But I like the way, you know, he's aggressive offensively. I think he's better offensively than I thought he was going to be.
0: Absolutely. Uh, he's a stud in the making for sure, it looks like. Um yeah, the, the Fox, I, I'm i not overly positive. It's just me, actually, I am. I'm trying to be positive. I'm hoping yeah, yeah. that, uh, you know, Snaps maybe is in a mental funk. It kind of seems like he was just getting frustrated. Um, so hopefully that kind of gets him going. And also, uh, I liked Alex Lynn. It looks like he was getting uh, Valanchunas uh, kind of frustrated. Um, you know,
1: Alex Lynn is a smart player. Uh, and here's what I like about Alex Lynn you pretty much know what you're going to get from him every game. You know what I'm saying by that? I mean, like, you know, when you put Alex Lynn in the game, you know what you're going to get.
0: And maybe a little surprise. I seen him pop a three the other game, you know?
1: Yeah, no, he can shoot from the outside. I mean, that's not what his role is, but, you know, sure he can. But he, you know what? He's got a good basketball IQ. That's what I like about him. He's got a really good basketball IQ.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And then uh, also, my Raiders are going out to New York this Sunday, and uh, with all the, the, everything that's happened with the Raiders yep. and, you know, and historically the Raiders, whenever they go out East, whether it's the Dolphins or any New York team, I mean, I could just remember multiple going out to the Jets thinking, we got this one and it's 34-3, you know, so. Um, yeah, I, I, I
1: yeah, but I like, I like the team a lot better without John Gruden. I think they're a better team, but, you know, they went through a lot. They went through a lot this week, and I'm not really sure – you know, how, how they respond. That, that's got to be absolutely uh, very, very hard for everyone on that team. No question about it. So we'll see. I'd be very surprised, though, if they do not beat the Giants. I'd be surprised. The Giants are not very good.
0: Gotcha. All right, man. Well, thanks, Grant.
1: Hey, Ken, thank you for the call. I really appreciate that. I can't even imagine the, the, what the Raiders have gone through in the last three weeks. First Gruden, now a teammate with this type of a story. I, I I honestly, I, I can't even imagine what it would be like uh, being in that uh, locker room. I think it's good for the Raiders to get out of Vegas. I think it's good. I think they'll leave for New York tomorrow and just get away from everything uh, for the weekend and concentrate on the game Sunday. Giants are not very good. They're just not. Defensively, they're not very good. Uh, they're inconsistent offensively. They got a lot of people hurt. Still no Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, They're just not good. I'm not really sure how else to tell you this. They're just not very good. Plain and simple. They are not very good. All right, so tomorrow, same time, all right? uh, Give me more of your phone calls tomorrow. Let's do this. Uh, Let's talk about uh, the matchup that we're going to see tonight with the Colts and the Jets. And then tomorrow, I want your upset of the week. I want your lock of the week, all right? Let's have some fun tomorrow with some picks, both in the world of college football and the NFL. We'll do that uh, tomorrow. And by tomorrow, we might even have another huge story. I mean, is the NFL going to come out and make their ruling as it relates to Rodgers and the Packers, or is this going to drag on and on and on? And is pa- is Rodgers going to get preferential treatment? He better not. I-, I expect the league to come down hard on Rodgers and the Packers. I really do. And if not, It's the same old NFL. No rhyme or reason. No rhyme or reason. All right. Hey, make it a great Thursday evening. Enjoy your Thursday night football game. Stay safe. And thank you so much for listening right here on Listen Up. Grant Napier saying so.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?